This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining me on the show today. I have a very special guest and an old friend who is going to talk a lot today about a number of different matters. It's Roy Barron, who is a talk show host himself, radio talk show host. He is a, a former military intelligence analyst. He has been a he's an author and is the editor of a very high quality magazine called Magnified View, which is about intelligence uh, gathering information. And I've been on Roy's show several times myself, and I'm really glad to have you on, Roy. Uh, appreciate all the work you do. Well, I'm honored and privileged to be on your show. It's a huge honor, and I want to thank you. Uh, uh, Voice of the Global Freedom, magnifiedview.com, and uh, a lot of things have been going on. I got the nickname Backpack because I've been living out of a backpack on purpose for five years now, uh, traveling all over the United States and helping uh, America as much as I can through radio, magazine, and also a lot of politics. So, yeah, there's a lot of politics going on. That's for sure. It's very, very, very interesting to say the least. Uh, tell tell people a little bit more about your background in intelligence. So that's that's something I'm going to talk about a lot today. Well, I went through. I was uh, living with a couple uh, for a couple months. Actually, I have a unique experience. I lived with uh, African tribals in a in a Section Eight government housing, and I have a unique perspective on the refugee. Uh, seeing it firsthand, uh, there was a mix of Muslims and tribals and, you know, so-called Christians, but they came over, and they're living high off the hog, off the uh, taxpayer's dime. Um, I was doing radio for a long time now. I had a global freedom net. I met up with Yoda, and we hit it off really well, and I went out to live with him for 19 months, and he's one of the people um, who's been an apprenticeship. I live with him on the couch help take care of him and his wife, but also 19 months of uh, Yoda training. Uh, he goes by Yoda because he doesn't want to use his real name on radio, but what an unbelievable experience I got. And we've had uh, so many luminaries, including yourself, Michael Connolly, on our show over the years, uh, working with him. And uh, I've done a lot of uh, work with him. But one of the things Yoda has that I meet a lot of different people who have incredible expertise in military, law enforcement, or intel, but he's got all three in his life. Uh, he's got a combination of all three, so uh, what a incredible to be able to see all the different ways all bundled together. So that's it's been a huge uh, apprenticeship for me, and uh, my, my heart goes out to all the veterans. My dad is a veteran. He's at a VA, but I, I think uh, what I learned is uh, I encourage people to go live with veterans and learn about intel, military, and law enforcement. Uh, one of the things I like to tell your audience and tell everybody is that if all the veterans were to quit today, uh, Bermuda would take us over tomorrow. So to realize, I want to get it embedded in people's minds how important our veterans and our military is. Uh, and that's probably the best way I could sum it up is just to say, you know, if they all quit today, we'd be taken over like by some small little country. Well, that's absolutely true. And, of course, We've had a situation uh, right now where supposedly our troops are not in combat uh, in Iraq or even Afghanistan, according to the President of the United States. Yeah, we had a Navy SEAL killed yesterday in combat. And, you know, we're committing our men and women 
to fight a war with their hands tied behind their backs. What's, what's your view of, of what's happening in Iraq? Um, I hear you. I think, um, and this is after talking to Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, Major General Paul Vallely. These are personal friends, Admiral James Ace Lyons. These are all people people can go and check it out on the archives on YouTube, on their Global Freedom Net or Blow Talk Radio. But these are luminaries. I mean, these are the experts that, and my own thoughts on this is really uh, we should have had a military dictatorship there, a uh, real hard dictatorship. Um, I like what General Valley told me one time. He said, we've got to focus on today and tomorrow. So in this interview today, I don't want to talk about what happened in the past, certainly mistakes in Iraq. We all know it could have been done better, and certainly it's been just terrible, uh, you know, in the last seven years uh, what's happened. But my my beliefs are, I believe, and I've written about it on my website, RoyBaron.com, is that it's time to bring back uh, all the colonial powers to work with our allies like France, uh, the U.K., because these people over there are living seventh-century ways, and bring them back to actually bring control. That's that's my own idea, and, and rule with a really hard fist, because uh, that's the only way these people know. And divide it up, and uh, like France would take Libya back, like that used to be a colony, and, and they would get the oil and get the resources but they'd rule with a hard uh you know with a hard fist like uh you know as bad as saddam hussein was at least there was he was horrible and horrific what he did to his own people but and to the kurds but uh, at least uh, there was some semblance of uh, we didn't have this isis um the other thing i'd emphasize too is that hezbollah the iranians are just as big a threat one thing i don't hear from all the talking heads on these shows is with every breath, whenever they say ISIS, they should say Hezbollah. Because as I learned from Claire Lopez, uh, also, who former CIA 22 years, Hezbollah is actually as big or probably a bigger threat. And they're just as horrible what they do as ISIS is. And so uh, for the audience that don't know, Hezbollah is the Iranian terrorist group that come in. and uh, Iran controls five major uh, countries in the Middle East right now. And so they're, they're actually just stomping all over the Middle East. It's Iran is really... Um, I'd say as big a threat. I mean, they're both threats, ISIS and Iran, and all this recruiting going on. But I just want to hear the talking heads start talking about ISIS and Hezbollah in the same sentence. Right, I agree. And uh, it peckers, I believe, in your magazine today, uh, there's a new article about uh, Russia giving missiles, surface-air missiles to Iran. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we're hearing reports that I believe those, uh, those, I think the next generation is really not, it's also a huge threat to, to Israel as well. They're just, uh, you know, those, I believe they're what the SS4s, I might not be saying quite right, but they, you know, they had the, uh, the three generation that was there and Israel tries to bomb them whenever they're in Syria, but that's a huge threat. Uh, those are real sophisticated anti-air type of, uh, systems that we gotta, really knock them out, but uh, the situation in Iraq, um, as far as a permanent solution, is really to bring in some kind of military dictatorship and sit down with all the countries like Russia, China, and all the other nations and say, okay, we're going to have to come back and divide, it, divide up the entire Middle East, and each person rules this area and gets this benefit, which is the oil. Um, I think most Americans don't realize, too, how much oil is needed in so many things. It's not just gas. It's the house that I'm talking to you, uh, doing this interview from, if we took away all the things that made oil, I'd be sitting naked um, in the in the wilderness right now. So oil is so 
needed in so many different things that uh, most people don't realize that. So that's part of this whole big mess. But uh, I would also go so far as to say get rid of Saudi Arabia and get rid of the kings that they, they got there. And that's, that's really a bold move. But I would say, yeah, uh, need to, we need to make some World War II kind of uh, – things to really uh, destroy terrorism once and for all. and I'm all about bringing back the rules of engagement in World War II. Well, Saudi Arabia is, uh, you know, supposedly a friend and ally of ours. I take it you don't really view them that way. No, and there's a lot of stuff surfacing uh, today. I recommend also go check out Center for Security Policy. They they do incredible things. Uh, we, we interviewed Claire Lopez many, many times about what's really going on, but now a lot of things are surfacing, and I think a lot of us knew and the intel know that Saudi Arabia really has not been our ally. Uh, they had a lot to do with 9-11. Yeah, I think that, that eventually may come out I mean, with this 48 pages of documents that they've been reviewing now for 15 years uh, and not released the information, but uh, the terrorist situation in this country. Let's talk about that a little bit, because we know that uh, we have wide open borders uh, here in Texas. We know that their uh, drug cartels are coming across the border. They're sending their soldiers. They're sending gang members, and they're also helping terrorists across our border. Uh, you have, have worked on the idea that there are terror camps already operating in this country, so talk to us about that. Yeah, we do have these uh, USA Islamic terror camps. There's at least uh, 30 to 40 of them. I've got a website called terrorcamps.com, and we're uh, publishing articles from sea to shining sea. We're seeing these camps. Uh, their headquarters is what's called Islamburg. It used to be called Hancock, New York, but I believe they renamed it. A lot of the streets are Muslim. Um, Dearborn, Michigan, and Irving, Texas, they're you know, trying to get Sharia law. Uh, so we're seeing these camps all over the place, and uh, one of the things is, we're seeing a lot of people rising up, uh, a lot of good people that are saying, why are these camps allowed to go on? And, and one of the important things is, and talking to Claire Lopez and many others, is that with Obama, he's not allowing people to use the words when they create these FBI reports. They can't use the word Islam, terror, uh, camp, or sleeper cell. Um, our agents have their hands tied, so they're not allowed to create the reports they need to do. So uh, Obama, from what I'm seeing, is he's trying to make them out to be communal living, but they're they're praying to Mecca. They've got a barbed wire. They've got uh, guards, armed guards. Uh, if you try to go to one of these camps, they'll run you off uh, with you know heavily armed people. A lot of these people get indoctrinated in prisons because uh, they get perks, so they become Islam, Muslim, uh, Sharia, Quran followers uh, in prisons, and so they come out of the prison, and then they work. They don't have a lot of opportunities, so they end up going to these camps. So it is a real threat. Um, I have put myself out as a president uh, or helping Donald Trump. I've, you know, I of the choices now, I'm I'm backing Trump, but I I've looked into where all this can go. But I I would immediately destroy those uh, terror camps uh, from day one, immediately from the first day taken office in 2016. Well, what the, you mentioned Irving, Texas. Aren't there some others in Texas that I've, I've heard rumors that are more than just the one? Yeah, there are one, and I know you're the constitutional authority uh, in the land, and, you know, I, we're going to have this conversation today, but just can't believe that, you know, this is constitutional law. Our country has been for 
since its foundation. I can't believe that we'd even be talking today on the show that uh, Sharia law would be popping up. And I, I know a lot more. We can talk more into Sharia, but I just can't believe it. I think one of the things in 2016, a president has to come forward and say, we're banning Sharia law. I think we don't really have a choice. It seems ridiculous that we have to make that statement. But most people don't realize that Sharia law is extending into everything. It's, there's no separation of church and state with Sharia law or, or whatever they, the Muslims call uh, their their stuff. But, you know, that Sharia is a real threat to our country because uh, it, it crosses all the lines of uh, city, uh, federal, state. It's, it's all included. And, you know, they treat uh, women and, and uh, children like property and horrifically. So... Um, there are a number of these sleeper cells. Actually, Hezbollah has a bunch of sleeper cells in the United States, and you never hear that. This is pretty exclusive here. And I'm going off of talking to Claire Lopez a lot about that, is that um, they're just waiting for their orders, and uh, a lot of these uh, things are asleep right now. And we've already seen these coordinated attacks in Paris, uh, Brussels, and San Bernardino. So something's going to happen, and it's, gonna, it's not going to be pretty when it does happen some coordinated attack, but a lot of people might not realize that these things are done years in advance, and like when they were, all the talking heads, let's, when the... Roy, Roy, we need to take our first break. Be right oh, back sure. with you. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're talking to a good friend of mine, Roy Barron, uh, who is an author, radio talk show host, a, uh, and it's a news editor for a very powerful, powerful magazine magazine called Magnified View, which you need to go to that, that website, www.magnifiedview.com, and subscribe to that online, because I read religiously, 
And uh, Roy, before we left, we were talking. You were talking about sleeper cells and Sharia law. And as a former military intelligence officer, I remember being trained to look out in this country, even though uh, we're not supposed to be worrying about that in this country, to look out for sleeper cells. Now, sleeper cells that we were looking for were Soviet agents who had been planted here for years and would stay dormant until they, they saw an opportunity to strike. Uh, the sleeper cells that, that you're talking about, they aren't really that dormant in, in that they, a lot of them we know exist and we know what they're doing, so why aren't we doing anything about it? Well, everything, uh, the trail goes all the way to the commander-in-chief we call the abomination, is that he is a been very sympathetic to uh, to the Muslim and Islam community. I always try to use those four words together. I, I try to say Islam, Muslim, Sharia, and Koran. The reason why is because it's all bundled in one. I don't want people to think that they're any different. And Muslim is not a race, it's a religion. So my big thing is uh, Obama is so sympathetic that he's uh, recently went to a mosque in Baltimore, and you can find that on magnifyview.com, learn more about it, which was known terrorist ties. And there's so many mosques. And even uh, we just talked to Robert Spencer, director of Jihad Watch, about that. that There's so many of these uh, mosques are either funding or helping with terror. Um, and so these sleeper cells are real dangerous, and uh, if we had a real commander-in-chief, he'd be stamping them out left and right. And so that's the answer, uh, Michael. Well, tell, talk a little bit about uh, the organization CARE, which is the uh, American Muslim Council or, uh, that uh, supposedly is for better relations between Muslims and and Americans, and uh, but by the uh, same token, a few years back, was named as an unindicted co-conspirator, conspiracy, a group that in a uh, prosecution here in Texas of people who were funneling money to terrorists. What is this organization? What do you know about it? Well, one of the biggest threats that's been around since the 1920s is the Muslim Brotherhood. It's the world's oldest terror organization since the 1920s, and they're heavily embedded within the Obama administration. There's even a, one of those guys in the DHS that uh, is Muslim Brotherhood. And as far as I know, CARE, which is Council of American Islamic Relations, and ISNA is another group, uh, Islamic uh, you know, group, that uh, they have ties to this Muslim Brotherhood. So I would say they would need to be banned uh, in the United States and, and, and around the world and declared that. I know a lot of our pe- good people are working really hard to expose care and what they do in their propaganda. So, um, But these ties of the Muslim Brotherhood is one of the, also the big, they are a, a big th- a threat to all of us, all Americans. Well, they also are a big threat in, in the Middle East because of the fact that they advocate a complete adoption of Sharia law throughout the world. You know, they want the abolition of all religions except for Islam, and they want uh, Sharia law to be put in force all over the world. And here in this country, for example, Oklahoma several years ago uh, voted by 70% for a constitutional amendment banning the use of Sharia law in Oklahoma, in either criminal or civil cases. They were sued by a member of CARE, and that suit was supported by Eric Holder, the Attorney General of the United States, and the President of the United States. Uh, that gives us a pretty good idea of where 
our president stands when he comes to this. And what about the, what's your view on this so-called Iranian treaty? Now, I've been telling my listeners, and I've said this in my blog articles, by the way, people can access my blog at www.michaelconnelly.com, or you can access it through the uh, My America's Web radio site. And uh, But I've been talking about the fact that this Sharia law business is being forced on us through things like the Iranian Treaty, because it is not a treaty. The Iranian Treaty is... Is, or it is a treaty. It was not passed as a treaty. It was passed as an executive agreement. Uh, Congress acquiesced. The Republican leaders in Congress allowed the president to not present this to the Senate for two-thirds uh, ratification as required by the Constitution, but to present it to the House and Senate for a negative vote only. And then he was given the right to veto that negative vote. And, of course, then it takes three-fourths of the Congress to override his veto. So it was a setup from the word go and, you know, the get-go, and our so-called Republican leaders, and I think this is one of the reasons for the rise of Donald Trump, allowed this to happen. But what what is your view, Roy, of the real dangers behind this Iranian treaty? Well, it never was a treaty. It was just Cal uh, telling to, uh, uh, just bowing to Iran and giving them $150 billion and uh, uh, talking to Major General uh, Paul Valley, we actually uh, learned that Iran already has nuclear weapons. Uh, you can find those articles out there. And so it's a big, uh, you know, these guys are chanting death to America, death to Israel, and then here Obama gives them 100 to $150 billion. It wasn't any treaty. And, of course, the United Nations, uh, that would be one organization I would definitely get rid of uh, from day one as president. I would recommend to Donald Trump or whoever becomes president um, because uh, – you know, none of that is, uh, none of the U.N. is really helping. Uh, you know, even whatever they, they might say, um, Iran would just move whatever or hide it. So there's nothing in the my understanding of the provisions of that Iran. I, I won't call it a treaty. Um, so some U.N. inspector will come to Iran and whatever they'll show them will either be something that won't have anything or they'll just uh, hide it. They'll have enough days that they I think they might have 30 days to hide whatever they have and, you know, all that. It's just It's just a... I was a big uh, fan of the Stop Iran rally. A lot of luminaries were at that in Times Square, including General Valley and uh, Claire Lopez and Lieutenant Colonel West. Uh, there was a lot of great speeches. I think about twenty to 30,000 people were there in Times Square watching it live. That was last summer when all this was going on. And uh, so a lot of good people are trying to stand up. Uh, you know, Center for Security Policy, I also recommend everybody go check out StandUpAmericaUS.org. Uh, great group of people and I uh, like working with all of them as well so um, it's just uh, you just can't believe he's uh, uh, I call Obama the Manchurian candidate on, on steroids that's my name for him <laughs> <laughs> that pretty well sums it up uh, this, I've noticed on, on information about you that you have uh, referred to a website called oathguards.com uh, what, what's that all about? Well, it's an idea I've had for quite some time. I'd like to see it take lift. Is uh, It would bring back the 1970s version of Boy Scouts. I was a Boy Scout. I made it to the highest rank uh, life, and I almost made it eagle. I just didn't do the service project. But I, I owe a lot of where I am today through the organization of how it was in the 1970s. But the Oath Guards is 
meant to be have ranks and and you can move up the ranks and and get medals similar to Boy Scouts, but it's going to be privatized. So it's going to go back to the conservative, patriotic way that the Boy Scouts was intended to. And I, I say privatized because that way it doesn't have uh, it wouldn't be a nonprofit. So um, it's just one of the many ideas I've had to bring back uh, people really loving the Constitution and people will be swearing an oath in the in, the, uh, in this group. And so it's one of those things that uh, I've got a, a template out there and it's looking to take flight. I just need to get the right people behind it. So I think that it's in need. A lot of people have just gotten disgusted with where the Boy Scouts are. And I think our biggest national, one of our big national security is uh, education. And if we can tell our youth uh, from, from young and and raising, you know, how to live a good way through the Constitution and the Bible and, and how to be a patriot, um, that's a national security issue. And with this, I call it, we call it communist common core and that type of education. We're, um, we're losing our youth, and when we lose our youth, we lose our national security, the next generation to come. Well, you and I agree wholeheartedly on that. Uh, matter of fact, the Boy Scouts, if I've been concerned with that for some time, I'm I'm an Eagle Scout. All four of my sons made Eagle Scout. At one point, I was a scoutmaster of the biggest scout troop in Louisiana, and uh, 59 members of the troop made Eagle during the nine years I was scoutmaster. And it, it was, was a great organization, and now it's, it's being made politically correct, and the, it, the ideas are being swept away that the Boy Scouts were founded on, and that was uh, God and country, you know, to uh, the Boy Scout oath, the Boy Scout law. Both deal with being loyal to God and country, and it's you know that's something that's not PC. You know that's something that's not politically correct. You're not supposed to be loyal to God and country anymore. So I agree with you that we need to re-educate our youth, and one of the things we need to educate them about is the Constitution, and uh, that's one reason I have that booklet out there that you and I have talked about on on your show, and. Uh, I think you, I sent you a copy of it, as I recall. The booklet, Our Constitution, which is the same name as this radio show, in which I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution, I print them as originally written, and then I put my comments in about what they really mean. Because people, even the college-educated people, have not been really exposed to the Constitution. I had two PhDs contact me shortly after the booklet came out, and both of them told me, you know, until we read your booklet, we were not aware that the phrase separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. And, they, you know, they've been taught it was, both in college and in high school. So re-educating our youth, getting them back to uh, uh, the reality of the world we live in and the country we live in and how special our country is, is extremely important. And uh, I know you, you've done a lot of research on Common Core. Just how bad is Common Core? Oh, it's really bad. Um, one of the worst things is they're forcing uh, students to do things in classrooms without even telling the parents. So uh, there's things. Uh, we did an exclusive with Dr. Peg Luxick, who's a luminary, uh, and she ran for governor of Pennsylvania, and she worked for the Secretary of Education. So she travels all over the country uh, teaching people what Common Core is really about. But one of the worst things is it's teaching uh uh, reinventing history it's not teaching the kids what what our history was really all about um, it's it's also uh, the, you know one of the big things is teaching uh, kids uh, 
and, and not telling parents what the teachers are and so that's really a, a violation of uh, so many things. I just can't believe it does that. But one of the key things she brought up in the interview, too, that Bill Gates, you know, the billionaire from uh, Microsoft, one of the richest people in the world, he actually has put a ton of money into Common Core personally, uh, but he doesn't put his own kids in that. He has his own kids in a whole different uh, program. But I see one of the other problems with Common Core is it doesn't teach critical thinking, which is huge uh, for right. people to be able to. Hold that thought, Roy. We need to take our second break. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case the Arizona immigration law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Seven Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, again, my guest today is a good friend, Roy Barron, who is an author, a radio talk show host, a magazine editor, and one of the premier uh, conservative thinkers in this country, as far as I'm concerned. Really, before the break, we, we were talking about Common Core and the fact that it doesn't teach our children critical thinking. Would you expand on that? Uh, yeah, it, it's a boilerplate template. It, it also doesn't teach uh, each kid as individual. It, it has a template where it pretty much says, you know, these kids are going to do this. So one kid, uh, one of our kids might excel in, uh, let's say, being a mechanic, or another kid might excel in another uh, type of trade. or um, And so they don't have the ability to really uh, shine in the area that they're really uh, uh, as an individual in. So it, it treats uh, all the kids pretty much the same, and it's more of a communist agenda. And, and it doesn't take far to go. I mean, I recommend the audience go check out Japan or China and see there are there really a bunch of robotic cultures. I mean, the, you see the people, you can see how they're all uh, like a collective or like a Borg from Star Trek. So it's teaching people to just kind of go with the crowd and 
Uh, I like the expression, if you're a nail that sticks out of the wood, they hammer you down. So this type of education, if you stick out and you're individual and you're ready to excel in one area, no matter what it is, um, they're going to hammer you, that nail down. And, uh, you know, that's what's going on in Japan and China today. And, you know, they don't, um, they'll hammer you down. And, uh, you know, so that those are some of the many areas where Common Core is just, that's why it's communist Common Core, a disaster for our country. Is there... Any real organized opposition against Common Core? I know I hear a lot of local things going on with school boards and this sort of thing, where people are running for school boards in opposition. But there is there a national organization that's trying to uh, to bring to light uh, Common Core and what it actually means for our children? Because I've I've read some of this stuff and it's appalling. Uh, for example, uh, in in Denton, Texas, they uh, they had a little sheet they put out to help students prepare for one of the standardized tests on American history and on the Constitution, and they mentioned in there, when they talked about the constitutional amendments, that the Second Amendment to the Constitution only applied to members of the National Guard or a state-recognized militia, that it was not an individual right. Now, this occurred after the Supreme Court had twice ruled that it was an individual right to keep and bear arms. So, again, is there any real organized national effort to try to turn down, turn away Common Core? Well, what I would tell the audience is go Google uh, Dr. Peg Luksik. It's L-U-K-S-I-K. Um, she's leading up a whole bunch of people working to uh, get rid of Common Core, doing the best she can under the circumstances. So she's got an organization that she works with, and uh, I can't think of the name right offhand, but uh, she's heavily involved. You'll find a whole bunch of where she's done a ton of uh, town hall meetings, and uh, she's done some great videos on YouTube, including uh, the interview on Voice of the Global Freedom was really good, uh, exposing uh, what this Common Core is about. So she's doing the best she can, so that would be where I would tell everybody to go is try to get in contact with her. She's actually tried to debate some really heavies in the pro-Common Core, and she told the story when we talked to her on air, um, and they were going to show up and debate her, but when they found out it was Dr. Peg Luke, they canceled at the very last minute, like really within one day. She was all set to debate them, and they realized, you know, they didn't have a chance uh, of winning that debate, so they backed out at the last minute. So that shows you how powerful she is. She's She is the luminary in our country to look to and, and her organization. Okay. Give me the name of her organization again. I can't quite think of, but if you could Google Dr. Peg Luksik, um, first name is Peg, P-E-G, and then last name is L-U-K-S-I-K. I'll, I'll send you some more in, in an email later about how to find her and uh, her organization. But she's fighting the good fight. Well, it certainly sounds like it. Uh, you said several times, you know, you've been alluded to the presidential, upcoming presidential election, and that you're supporting uh, Donald Trump. But uh, what do you think will actually happen if we have a Clinton presidency? And I, I'll tell you the truth, it scares the meat half to death, uh, because I think she's going to be continuing Obama's plan for America, which is to destroy America. And, of course, the idea, uh, as a constitutional lawyer, uh, the idea that really terrifies me is her putting one or maybe two or three uh, justices on the Supreme Court 
who are like four that are already on there. They do not believe in the Constitution. They think the Constitution is archaic and it it's, uh, should be abolished, and they want to push their own agendas, which is what they did with the, the gay marriage uh, issue. Uh, found that suddenly there was a constitutional right to gay marriage somewhere in the Constitution, when in fact the Constitution doesn't even mention the word marriage. So what what is your view of what we would have to go through if Clinton was elected president? Well, I've been talking to a lot of level-headed minded people, including uh, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Uh, we've also had him on Voices of Global Freedom a lot of time. Really, really good guy. He's an economics, uh, financial uh, genius. Uh, he was a trader for some 30 years up in Chicago. A very level-minded guy and a lot of other level-minded people. I think what's going to happen if Hillary wins is uh, I'm, I'm calling it American Revolution 3.0. I think people are just going to have, have it. Uh, they've had too much. Uh, I think some type of revolution is going to happen. Uh, we have 22 million veterans. Uh, we have so many law enforcement and uh, local uh, people that uh, are just going to have to rise up. Um, so we're seeing a revolution that's going to stir in the horizons, and these are coming from really level-headed people. So I have to agree. I'm, I'm another one who'd say I'll do what I can if it comes down to that. And I, uh, I hate to say that, but we're predicting the economy uh we're going to see a pretty big collapse in that. Um, you know, it's just been smoke and mirrors. Uh, a big, about 80% drop in the stock market. Uh, we're telling people to have at least three months of, of food and, and water and a medical kit. If three months, really two years would be ultimate. But, you know, uh, it's really uh, on the horizon if she wins. Is uh, A lot of people are going to say we, we just can't take it anymore and revolt is what I see on the horizon. Well, one of the things that is happening, too, right now is that uh, and the United States Justice Foundation is going to be involved in this shortly as soon as they publish the actual rules, and that is the Social Security Administration is going to act on Obama's executive order, and they are going to start imposing on seniors, on Social Security recipients, the same requirements they're putting on veterans, and that is that they will decide you're incompetent to handle your own financial affairs for whatever reason, including letting your spouse pay the family bills or having your bills automatically paid by the bank, or if you're a veteran because you have minor PTSD or any kind of medical issues at all, and they then declare you incompetent and then put you on the NICS list, National Institute Criminal Background Checklist, uh, to have you prohibited from legally purchasing firearms in this country, and being having declared mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. Now, this is something that the Social Security Administration is going to be coming out with shortly. Uh, what do you hear about the response that is going to occur, occur upon seniors, among seniors and, and veterans to this type of thing? Well, everything I'm hearing, and uh, Yoda and I have talked about it extensively on Voice of the Global Freedom and MagnifyView.com, is that... Uh, People are still going to want to, they're still going to figure out how to have their guns. I mean, people are not going to give up their guns. You know, there's the thing, you'll have to get a gun from, uh, you know, dead hands. You know, it's, people are just not going to do it. But one of the things in 2016 we got to see is uh, work with, as the leadership that takes over, it's to work with the NRA and the gun owners of America. I had a lot of interviews with the executive director, Eric Pratt. It's to roll back all the laws that are making it uh, hard for gun owners to have guns. And so right now it's, it's really hard for law-abiding citizens to have a gun, and 
I also would be an advocate for if you have the right in one state, you have the same right for all the states. So if you are open carry in Texas, you can open carry in Maryland and New Jersey and all those other uh, liberal states, so to speak. But, uh, you know, what we're seeing is uh, we've talked about this before, uh, Michael, and, uh, you know, I, I see I think veterans still got to hold on to their guns, you know, no matter what. They just You can't give that up. It's, it's, uh, our, it's our right. It's the Second Amendment. So, you know, we got to have our guns, and uh, there's three things we need our guns for. One is for hunting, uh, one is for uh, self-defense, and the third one is if, in case the government goes crazy and we have to defend ourselves against government. Those were the three things that's in our Constitution. The other thing, the 75% uh, liberal media you don't hear about is how many people every day are saved because a bad guy came in their house and they had to kill them or injure them so that they're alive but we never hear about that there was a recent video that went viral about a guy in the subway these two bad guys were robbing the subway and he shot him because he had a ccw so those we just don't hear of all the stories of of that and so everybody is slanted um but you know whatever it takes uh to help we do to help our veterans keep their guns i mean that's crucial well i i you know, don't know about uh, your work with veterans and how much you're hearing, I'd like for you to tell me. Uh, I'm getting the word that the veterans are just about fed up, uh, that they're, they're being hammered, uh, not only with the lack of treatment at the VA, uh, the lack of effective tra- treatment, the failure of the so-called law that allows them to get uh, treatment within their own locality if they're over 40 miles away from a VA facility, but particularly on the gun issue. And uh, I think the veterans in this country are, are just about ready to rise up. Uh, with your work with the veterans, are you getting the same kind of feeling? Yeah, I am. Uh, also wanted to mention uh, I'm trying to do what I can to help out. There's a group of homeless veterans in uh, Sierra Vista, Arizona. They have a Facebook page. Of, tell everybody if you can go to. It's called Delta Base Sierra Vista. If you just type Delta Base Sierra, I think it will come up on Facebook. But they're trying to get some land there, and they're having some pushback from the local uh, city council. I actually just got in touch with uh, John, who's one of their leaders, and uh, I heard from a couple city council members in Sierra Vista, Arizona. I might be going out there to see how I can help with uh, what they're doing. And So that's one of the issues that I wanted to bring up is uh, helping homeless veterans. There's a new thing that came up, that $4.5 billion that Obama's using to help all the refugees come here that probably end, a lot of them end up killing us because they're Islamic uh, terrorists, that $4.5 billion would ha- be used to help house all our homeless veterans in the United States. So I'm trying to do what I can to help with that. I'm glad to help out, facilitate, and mediate, and work with Don and some other organizations uh, that really need a lot of help. Uh, I just sent you the information on the page to like early, uh, yesterday. So uh, they're they're trying to do all they can uh, to have a place where homeless veterans can go. And uh, but yeah, they're all getting fed up. And I, I can see you know on the horizon that uh, we could see an American Revolution happening. And yeah, I, I, I put myself too. out. All right, let's take our take our final break now, Roy. We'll be back with you in a minute. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. 
When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Lord, the uh, veteran situation is very interesting that you mentioned the homeless veterans and also Sierra Vista. Uh, I was stationed when I was uh, in the military. Uh, for my officer basic course in military intelligence, I was stationed at Fort Huachuca, which is, of course, right there at Sierra Vista. And uh, I'm going to try to get involved myself and trying to help out uh, for homeless veterans because I, I, one of the things I've talked about repeatedly on this show is the fact that you look at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, and how they are housing a couple of thousand uh, so-called refugees uh, mostly women and children from foreign countries who have entered this country illegally, mostly from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, places like that. And they've entered this country illegally, and they are being given uh, excellent housing, free food, free health care, free toys for the children, free Internet. Yet you have on any given night hundreds of veterans, military veterans, in the San Antonio area who are sleeping on the streets. And that's another reason that I agree with you that I, I think the, the veterans are about to rise up in this country. But during our final segment here, I wanted to ask you about your book, Looking Glass Shattered. And would you tell my listeners about the book and how they can get a copy of it? Yeah, my book is available on Amazon.com. It's in three parts on Kindle. Uh, it's called Looking Glass Shattered, Cubicle Commando to Constitutional Conservative Leader. And it talks more about what I've been doing five years, living out of a backpack, traveling the country from coast to coast, uh, getting out of the cubicle, and uh, really seeing America, all different situations. Uh, but, yeah, it's on Kindle and also paperback. Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com. It's a great book. I, 
I spent five years rewriting it, and when I lived with Yoda and his wife, I uh, slept on the couch and helped him with the radio and Voice of the Global Freedom and all uh, those luminaries. Uh, I kept rewriting it, and I actually wrote it, rewrote it again over the last year. So even though it shows a printer date of 2012, it's actually current up to about 20, 2016. So a lot of my heart and blood, sweat, and tears went into writing all that. So I'm proud of where it is today, um, this journey. So it's been quite an adventure. Well, it certainly sounds like it. Well, you, you know, we've talked a little bit about the presidential election. You have actually announced that, that you're running for president uh, on Facebook. Uh, how's that going? Well, I put myself out there. I've also reached out to Donald Trump's campaign to see if I might be considered in some leadership role with Donald Trump because I, you know, I just, you know, as we all just learned, the breaking news was that he's definitely the shoe in uh, for the Republicans. So, and he's definitely uh, 50 times better than Hillary, you know, a million times better. Uh, I like a lot of things that he said, and, uh, you know, not everything he said I, I agree with, but. Um, I put, I've done some research on what it takes to be an independent, and so that would be the only other option. I've looked into that. I would have to find a vice president in another state. I'm in Texas right now, but it would have to be a household name. Uh, I did get off the phone with Lieutenant General Michael T. Flynn. He's been really supportive. Uh, he knows that I've, he said, I appreciate what you're doing for the country to try to run or try to shake things up. So I put myself as an independent. I, the, the clock is ticking, though. I think that. The time it has to be all this has to be submitted to Secretary of State here in Austin, Texas, is by July. So, um, and the reality of running as an independent is like you know point oh to the tenth power that an independent can ever win. But this has been such an unusual uh, election cycle. Um, it's been an interesting uh, thing. I know another guy running for president here in Texas, so he's done a lot of research. So he told me about uh, how difficult it is for an independent to run in this country. Uh, there's actually more independent voters than Democrat or Republican, uh, apparently, from what I've learned. And uh, people are pretty fed up with the whole system. Um, a lot of people are saying now that the president really isn't elected or appointed. So the other option that I'm telling people, if it does come down to an American revolution, I'm putting myself out there as one of the leaders. I'll, I'll do what I can if there's any rallies or people want to do something, get the word out, uh, I'll put myself in that position. I'll get up on the podium and speak to people, and I'm speaking for the 99% because of all the situations I've lived in homeless shelters and, and lived out of cars, and I didn't have to. Though. I came from a lucrative uh, IT career. I saved up a bunch of money. I said, I'm done with the cubicle, um, and i got to get out there and see the world, and I'm really honored and privileged to work with Yoda and, and yourself, Michael, and many other luminaries that we had on Voice of the Global Freedom, but the independent thing, I, you know, it's still just kind of hanging out there, but I know the clock's ticking really fast to make that happen, so that I don't know where that's going to go, but um, I just put it out there. Well, one other thing I want to talk to you about uh, before we close it out here, and this was uh, also in the uh, your magazine recently, uh, the issue with North Korea and the insane dictator they have there, how much of a threat do you think he really is uh, to this country? Uh, that's a great question. I, I do believe he's a threat. He's, and we call him the fat, silly guy with the bad haircut, the fat, funny guy. You know, he's pretty much, he's nuts, really. You see what, all well, he's just killed all his uh, relatives and all that. Um, I would have to 
really sit down if I was more in the know of what the petting on, but if we could send an EMP over there and just like fry all their electronics and be done with them and make it a unified Korea um, and just move on. But uh, I do believe he's, he's always a thorn in our side, and he, he can be a threat with some of the nuclear and hydrogen stuff he's doing. He, he just, he's just he been a royal pain in the ass you know, for a very long time, so he needs to be neutralized. Well, do you think he's, he's capable of uh, launching an EMP attack against this country? Uh, well, that's a great question. You know, he has teamed up with Iran, and between him and Iran and God knows what Russia's given them, yeah, I mean, there could be a real threat. You know, and we heard that recent thing where he put a satellite that flew close to the Super Bowl shortly after the Super Bowl was over. So those types of things, yeah, I, we have to take that seriously. Uh, don't, I mean, uh, so we got to, you know, at some point, um, you know, uh, it just wipe them out. I mean, it's going to, I call it a come-to-Jesus meeting with uh, that fat, uh, funny guy. He's got the world's largest scotch collection. Uh, you know, he's, and how he treats his people is just horribly in those concentration camps. So uh, the millions of people that his, him and his ancestors have killed in North Korea, but I do see him as a threat, and Iran as a significant threat. Um, but one of the big problems is he's working with, with Iran, which has significant resources and knowledge um, about nuclear and as well as Russia. Um, most people don't realize we've been in a proxy war with Russia since 1945. So, yeah, definitely they are a threat. Yeah, the Russians concern me greatly because uh, Putin is uh, basically uh, thinks Obama's an idiot, and he's right, and he treats him like an idiot, and Putin is getting more and more aggressive. Uh, he's, of course, working with Iran and Syria to prop up the Assad regime, and uh, he's killing us people that are supposedly allies of the United States. And then, of course, you got his uh, situation in Eastern Europe, Ukraine, for example, and uh, other countries there that are being threatened by, by Putin. And again, this is something that, that uh, I don't think the president is taking seriously, or if he is taking it seriously, he doesn't intend to do anything about it. What's your view on that? Well, I believe he's delusional, and I would have to say he's Muslim from everybody I've talked to. I mean, he's basically a Muslim. Uh, he was, you know, from Kenya and Indonesia. I don't even think he was ever been an American. And uh, I know Sheriff Joe Arapaio and many other uh, luminaries have researched it. There's a lot of good stuff out there on, uh, you know, to show that. But he's just not—he's not a leader. Um, He's—he's he's always been a, about a mirror shame, and he's now always meant to tear down our country. He grew up. 10 years in Indonesia where America was seen as uh, the enemy of Indonesia. So um, he's done, like I said, Manchurian candidate on steroids. So we need new leadership in 2016 that can really take hold and and be strong and stand up to all this chaos that's going on in the world. Uh, certainly hope, hope we get it. Roy, we're going to have to wrap it up here in a minute. Uh, how can people find out more about you? What, what's your website? Uh, you can go to RoyBaron.com. It's with one R-O-Y-B-A-R-O-N.com, or go check out. Uh, I'm on Twitter if you're on there. Uh, if you just search for My Human Compass, got over 65,000 followers, real active on that. Uh, you can just search on Google Roy Backpack Baron and Google Voice of Global Freedom, and uh, please go to magnifiedview.com. Uh, great articles we got out there, and uh, uh, I really appreciate it. I actually just put out my phone number. I'll just say uh, 442 224 
888-888-4094. You can feel free to call me. I've been taking calls from all over the country, just different people, and trying to do what I can to help our country. And uh, I've been meeting some incredible people. Uh, one of the things I like to say, too, is that, uh, you know, it's grim as many things might see is to hold on to hope and faith and believe that there is i believe in god and i believe there is a higher power and working that uh will sort all all these things and our country has been through chaos up and down but uh a lot of good people are going to rise up and set things straight so well thank you thank you roy thank you for being on today and i want to thank all my listeners out there for for tuning in and, and listening and don't forget to tell your friends that these shows are archived as they go to America's Web Radio, uh, they can listen to these. They're usually archived on Thursday or Friday after the show. So you can go and listen into it, and you can find a link to the shows on my website and blog at michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. So please listen in again next week. Roy, thanks for being on. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you, sir, and thank you for all that you've done for our country, and thank you for serving, and uh, it's been an honor and privilege. Thank you, Michael Connolly. Great show. Thank you, sir. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.